All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great, hey, it's uh, the 26th of February. Uh, the market has definitely picked up a little bit, and today we are very fortunate from our Scottsdale office, the Kierland office, to have Miss Holly Hoffner. Holly, welcome to the show. Hit star six so we can hear you, though. Star six on your phone. Hi there. Thanks for having me. There you are. <laughs> My pleasure. Good Thanks morning. for taking your time out this morning. No so tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, all that good stuff, Holly, please. Okay. Um, yeah, I started in the business in 2005. Um, I, well, I moved to Arizona in early 90s, and I went to ASU and um, had a different career path kind of planned out, and then somehow I just fell into real estate. Um, my mom was in real estate, or she still is, but with a different company, and she thought we could be partners, and so I went to real estate school, and um, then after taking real estate school, I just decided, you know, working with your mom may not be the best option, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, um, I know sometimes that just doesn't work out, so, um, so I um, found somebody who was looking for an assistant, um, and then, so I was, I was her assistant for about um, six months, and then she decided to change companies, um, which had, like, a expensive, like, $500 a month uh, which I didn't want to do yet, still being brand new in the business in, like, my early 20s. And um, so I stayed where I was um, with Century 21. And then once they, I you know, got my business started with them, and then once they filed um, Chapter 13, then I moved over to Prudential. And then I've been with Prudential mm -hmm. and Berkshire ever since, since, the, since they got bought out by, by Berkshire. So... So that's kind of my story and how I got into it, um, and just been doing it ever since. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And what was your just so they know? What was your uh, your original career path for college? Um, I majored in kinesiology, um, so I was going to be like an OT or a PT, something along those lines in healthcare. Cool. Um, yeah, and then I got my MBA in business administration as well, um, and and then I just kind of went into real estate instead. <laughs> but I think my yeah. MBA definitely helps me with with this oh, of industry as well. So um, yeah, so that's what I was planning, and then I took a turn. Cool. So cool i think a lot of yeah. people and i shouldn't say that if I, I you know like a lot of people start off in the health industry and then they go into other things and a lot of people today that go to college end up doing other things other than their major which is kind of interesting the job market's good but what attracted you like you looked at real estate and you said hey i like this what what attracted you to real estate instead of the other avenues you could have gone down um i i i liked the i just i liked looking at houses i liked the still in both industries, I guess, like the ability to help people. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, just I did love the looking at homes and just kind of making maybe making your own schedule that was like appealing to me, even though that kind of isn't really what it is. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, at, at the time, <laughs> the flexibility, I guess, right. you know, was was interesting to me. And, um, and, you know, just 
I, like I said, my mom was in it. So I kind of had an idea and I was already helping her, um, like off mm-hmm. and on as an unlicensed kind of assistant, helping her part time for, for extra money while I was in college and stuff like that. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I always, we have an education, we, we have a, and we do in Arizona too. We have a school for, to get people licensed. It's just a little bigger in Nevada and we have classes here and I go and visit them and speak at them and, uh, you know, um, uh, I always tell them, yeah, for, you, for those people who think, well, I'm getting in the business going because they're all coming out of other jobs to go into real estate full time mm-hmm. or part time, whatever. I always tell them, yeah, you can pick your schedule, just especially your first couple of years, pick any 60 hours a week you want. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not as flexible as you think. <laughs> but once you're established like you and then you you can take vacations, you can do things and. You know, it it does. It, it's like anything else. You're starting a business. You got to lay the foundation, and then eventually yeah. you can do. Yeah, you, you know, you have more freedom, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Once you definitely get more established, you can be a little more flexible. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right. So I obviously picked. I obviously picked you for a reason. You know, you've been producing at a really good level for many years now. I think everybody would just love to hear. How you do it, you know? And first off, what is your goal for this year? How many would you like to do? Um, so I, my, my one bigger goal than just, like, monetarily or units or anything was I want to get my average um, sales price up. So last year it was, mm-hmm. um, like, 660 And so I just – I wanted to get it between eight and 900 this year and hopefully, um, you know, higher – keep keep going higher and higher so I would like to start doing more luxury um sales and getting into that sector um and then last year I did 11.5 million um and 19 units and I would love to do 15 million and you know like 20 22 units um because if I get my average sales price up then I won't have to do as many units to get um where I need to be right so. <laughs> right, and 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 the average sale price in Scottsdale is actually helping you too because it's going up a little. I mean, it went up a lot for three, four years, but then it's been going up a little since then too. So that's, I mean, especially since you started, right? The, the average sale yeah. price has probably quadrupled since when you started selling. Oh yeah, I think the average sales price when I started was like two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. When I started for the company <laughs> ten years ago, the average sale price in Scottsdale was two hundred fifty thousand. And now yeah. property sell for now property sell for cash over asking that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, it's crazy. Yes. So all right, so so nineteen to twenty two, but also increasing your average sale price by like one hundred and fifty thousand at the same time. So yes. what is your like? What is your where does most of your business come from, and what's your plan to do that, please? Um. So most of my business comes from my sphere and my database and um past clients and referrals, that whole little sector. And um, so I just keep in touch with them um, quite a few times throughout the year, um, whether it's uh, birthday cards, birthday calls, um, anniversary, house, happy house anniversary um, mm-hmm. cards, and um, just doing little pop buys um, depending upon the time of year, the holidays, um, and just call, you know, doing calls quarterly and, um, just definitely just keeping in touch with them is, is my main goal. Cause I, I was 
looking at where most of my business does come from and it and it is my database so i i really heavily hit um keeping in touch with them versus doing other things i do a lot of other things like open houses um uh that's m my other main thing is i do a lot of open houses um mm -hmm. i don't do a lot of call like i don't do a lot of canceled expired or fizzbos I, I used to do a lot of canceled and expired but i found that working in my sphere is um, more productive for me. And then I also right. have a farm that I do with um, a partner and um, in Cape Creek and Kim Nathanson. Right. And, yes. um, and we, we do really well there. So I focus a lot of energy on my farm as well. We do events quarterly um, coming up. We have like a pickleball tournament we're sponsoring this next weekend. We ordered little um, like little crossbody bags. Um, to give out at the pickleball tournament for all the players. Um, so we do stuff like some things like that within the community to stay top of mind. That's great. Yeah, and, and, and you know, especially somebody, you, how long have you been in the business now? What, about 12, 13, 14 years, something like that? Um, since 2005, so almost 19. 19 wow. Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, and when you've been in as long as you have been doing an incredible job, relying more on your sphere is perfectly normal. But initially, to get it started, doing all the other things you did, I think, is uh, was what allowed you to have the kind of repeatable, you know, predictable sphere that you have now, which is great. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to do all those other things to start out with to get, yeah, to start your database. And, right, and, right. And then you and Kim decide, because you guys have both lived it, I think she still lives in there, and you did at one time, and so you guys both know, um, you know, all the people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a familiar area for you, and to work it together makes perfect sense. And boy, pickleball is really becoming the thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is definitely skyrocketed here in the valley for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the average price, I guess, in Monta Vista, I, you know, I I should find out what it is. Um, but there's not a home under like 850 or 900 in Monta Vista. So, um, so that would definitely help, you know, get our average sales price up as well. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Okay. So you call your sphere, you, you, you handwrite them cards. Or are you also using the VAC or a combination of both? Um, I do handwritten cards with usually every okay. mailer I do. Um, whether it be the birthday cards um, or or anything else, and then um, yeah, I do some emails. Um, I've started texting a lot because I I know people just like to text sometimes versus call, like physically talk on the phone for a while. So I I kind of try and change it up. Um, and the VAC I've I started the new. Um, KV Core, so I put a couple of my clients on the um, drip programs with with that, the follow up programs, and so that I'm just you know working on that and seeing how that goes. Good. As well. Cool. Yeah, I hear, I'm hearing good things about the KV Core. It seems like a lot of yeah. people like it. Uh, I think our current VAC is to keep your clients nurtured and in the know, and and then the new one is kind of more of the prospecting end of it, which I think is a good combination have both of those yeah i put a couple of people from open houses in there and, and um just kind of seeing seeing how that all worked out <laughs> all right cool 
No, I love it. I think it's great. I think we, we're always, I mean, I think the company's great, especially corporate, uh, bringing in all the new stuff and keeping us, I mean, look, at the business is always evolving and changing, and I think it's good that we uh, stay on the cutting edge like that. So good stuff. Yeah. Now, okay, so okay, so uh, that's what you do with your, well, before I move on, anything else you want to mention about Sphere? Um. Like no, how you deal with them, you, the cards, the emails. Okay. All right, now farming. So that's a whole different thing, right? So give us a little schedule about what you guys do for farming so they get an idea of what you guys do, the two of you. Sure. Um, we do a newsletter um, quarterly. Um, it's a really nice, mm-hmm. um, you know, newsletter that's a couple pages front and back. Um, and then the inside is kind of just, gener- you know, not generic. We we think it out, but it's it's, um, you know, articles and things and then the back side we do um a market snapshot of of what our that community specifically is doing like what's actively on the market and the past sales and then we we do try and put like a blurb and a, a graph of you know we usually try and take it either from like the cromford report um you know put it in our own words to make it fit that community um and things like that so we do a newsletter um we do like I was saying, events we do quarterly. So pickleball tournament we sponsored. Um, we're going to be doing a Harkins movie um, movie night in the park. So they have um, a Harkins movie truck that sells like um, popcorn and concessions. And we're going to partner with the HOA on that. Um, every year we put flags out um, in front of every single person's home for um, – for Veterans Day, uh, and that's cool. Yeah, and everybody loves that. Everybody's like so thankful that we do that. And then, um, uh, what else have we done? We've done a Kona ice truck in the summer um, in the park. Yep. And so we just we do, we do different events in the winter. We do a um, sock drive. And we do a hot chocolate and cookies if you donate some socks and blankets for um, the charity that we're doing that year. Um, and then we sometimes we'll do a canned food drive in November, and then they get a, a free pie if they donate um, so many cans of food. So we definitely involve, like, charity stuff so it helps they yeah. want to participate um, on a lot of that charity, charity stuff um, because – they they do want to give back and it helps the community, um, so so that helps us get them involved as well. Um, so yeah, just a, a bunch of events and things like that that we do throughout the year, as well as some mailers and um, just to get our keep our name out in you know the community. So okay, yeah, and and you guys have altered in the last few years because. You used to knock them until the HOA sent you that letter, <laughs> and then you guys had I to know. alter the way you did. Yeah, like, we I just, did. The we only reason I knock. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Tell them what you used to do. I want to, that's why I want them to hear because, and the only reason I say that is because you guys would be doing it a little different if you could, but you've altered the way you do it based on the no solicitation or whatever the HOA has. Right. I mean, I think, yeah, since COVID and everything, the HOA kind of shut us down for a couple of years. Um, so we, we definitely had to change our strategy and, um, you know, do things a little bit differently moving forward. The HOA is 
being a lot more helpful now um, since we're out of COVID. They've been a lot more responsive to our events and, and partnering and things like that. But before we were we were walking the neighborhood um, at least quarterly, if not more than that, so that we would be the face. We would be walking and we would put mailers um, instead of mailing because um, to cut costs, we would put we would make little swag bags and we would walk the neighborhood and door knock and leave, you know, leave them at their door if they weren't, didn't answer. And we'd see a ton of people walking their dogs and then that would be, you know, a good time to just chat with the neighbors and have them get to know us. And um, then a couple neighbors, I guess, complained that they were out of town. And so their little like swag bags were sitting on their doorstep for X amount of days. And so they were afraid you know, for like they would be telling people, I yeah. So, yeah. so they said we weren't allowed to do that anymore, um, which was a bummer. But, <laughs> but you guys, so. you guys made the adjustments, and you still do a bunch of business out of there too, because you're. And think about it for the HOA, it makes perfect sense for them to look good to let you all do all the work, partner up with them, so you can have the movie night, you can have the Italian ice truck or whatever, you can have all those different things out there. I think it's uh, I, I think it's great. It looks good for you, and it, and it, it helps them too. So it makes perfect sense for them to want to partner up with you guys because they get mileage from it too. Yeah, and especially the movie people, night. It's a good yeah, and it's a good selling point for certain people. You know, if they have families and they want to be in an active neighborhood that does a lot of social events and things like that, um, it's a good selling point I think for for the community. So. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. All right. So thank you. I think that's they get a really good idea. Now tell them, um, you know, for you, you know, I want to hear your three most important points. I want to hear like, so if I'm a new agent or if I'm an agent trying to take it to the next level, what are the three most important points you tell them to be concerned about? Um, well, I guess definitely the da the database um, or your client base immediately. If you don't have mm -hmm. one, that's probably your most important place to start um, is just put everybody that you know in there, all your friends, your family. Um, you know, they say to put other people too, like your dentist or your hairstylist, your nail person, whoever <laughs> um, in there and just start, you know, prospecting them and calling them. And, um, and then, so I would definitely say that if you don't have that. Um, if you're a new agent, I would definitely find a mentor. Um, mm. I did that my first six months, and I feel like that really helped me um, of, like, what to do and what not to do or what I would do differently versus what, you know, that agent did. But as well, they taught me, you know, how to write the purchase contract and how to do some things that you really don't learn in school. So at least mm. for, you know, six months or your first couple of transactions, definitely get a, a mentor. Um, and if you are already – in the business and you don't need a mentor, I would, I would definitely get more um, involved with like um, open houses, previewing home tours to network with other agents and know the inventory, whether it's a, um, you know, Paradise Valley um, luxury tour or the North Scottsdale tour or any of, any of the tours, I think to preview and know the inventory is a really good really good thing um mm -hmm. and what would be the third one cool. the <laughs> um i guess having yeah, like no. a, 
a schedule, like a, a real schedule. You don't just wake up and kind of wing it every day because then you get lost and then you just kind right. of, you're not, you're not as productive. Um, so if you treat every day like a nine to five or whatever hours you need it to be, whether it's like, you know, seven to three because you have kids or, or whatever it is, you know, treat it like you have to really work those hours and then you, you know, have that other time. And sometimes it definitely doesn't work out that way because I've had, you know, you think you're going to get off at five and then someone calls and you have to run to a showing or something like that. But <laughs> for mm -hmm. the most part, if you can keep a set schedule, it definitely keeps you on track and um, keeps you kind of motivated um, to, to right. get to that next level, I think. Well, and someone is, you know, because let's face it, uh, not everybody in real estate does what you just said, but if you're somebody that wants to do what the kind of business that you want to do, 15 million, you know, I mean, you, you have to be organized. You have to be disciplined. I think your college obviously was definitely helpful. You had some great mentors. You have a great brand. It's also helpful that your, you know, your significant other is also in real estate, so he understands where you have to miss that 5 o'clock dinner or whatever because you have a showing and you're probably going to sell something. or You know, so it's, it's good that you have a support staff around you too, right? Right, definitely. It does help when people understand that you need to take a phone call you know, when you're not really, you're supposed to be like having family time or whatever. <laughs> so mm -hmm. definitely helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. And, uh, you know, um, you know, the schedule, I, I, I love what you said too, because a lot, all the top producers I talk to, they all say the same thing. And, and I said the same thing myself. You know, it doesn't matter if you've been in the business one day or, you know, 20 years. You have to get that CRM organized. And, and the sooner you start, the easier it is, the more disciplined, the more, like you just said, you know, you're not calling expireds and withdrawals and anymore. You're working your sphere, you're working your farm, and you're working active open houses. That's enough to get you. But initially, you had to do more to fill that pipeline, get that CRM consistent, right? Repeat and right. referral business. And so everybody has to, has to hear that, right? And the way you do that is your third point is by having a schedule, a disciplined schedule that you follow. Look, you're in business for yourself. Now, I always like to say not by yourself with our company, but for yourself. You're a solo entrepreneur. You're getting paid based on what you're doing, right? And, and sometimes we learn that the hard way, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right? When, when, and it's usually after you've gone on a nice little roll and you haven't been filling in the pipeline and then all of a sudden the roll is over and you close them all and you go, oh, no, I have nothing yeah, else now. Yeah, I have now nothing. Because, <laughs> right. So we all learn that. To find another deal. <laughs> yep. What? Okay. So now you've been in the business for almost 20 years. Okay. So if you could pick one thing that's like you get it before you get into real estate, you have this idea of what it's all about business wise, personal wise, like you said, meeting people, seeing houses. What has surprised you? Like what is there one thing that jumps out? You say, you know what? I didn't, I didn't really see this coming. I didn't really understand this part. What has surprised you the most? since you've been in real estate now for almost 20 years? Well, nothing really surprises me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what surprises like, me is that nothing... I so, at all. <laughs> so, so, it's, so, what's, so does that surprise you about you now? You've got to the point where nothing surprises you anymore? I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it's good. By the way, yeah. that's not on my I mean, question list. I need, everybody yeah, needs to know that. I just... 
Yeah, it's definitely challenging. It's, it's different every day. So, I mean, not that I know it all or anything. It's just I think when you have so many transactions, you you know how to handle it a little bit differently or, like, your emotion. Mm -hmm. Like, I still get emotional. I still get upset if, like, a client is upset with me or, like, if something doesn't go the way I want it to, I still – but you kind of react to it a little bit differently now as to yeah. like before, um, you know, you kind of just, you know, and I, I do still, sometimes I wonder how people, you know, you, you're trying to help them and some, some people just are so still, you know, not appreciative. That's the one, I guess right. one thing I get surprised about sometimes is how unappreciative some people are <laughs> when you're trying to help yeah. them. So. But, yeah, I know people get really emotional during a transaction, you know, and, but let's face yeah. it, Holly, you've toughened up. I mean, even since I've met you, you're way more, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, you were, I would say things bothered you more before. Now you understand that you can't help everybody and, you know, you do yeah. your best and it still bothers you, but not like it used to, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. I, sometimes, you know, it's like you don't sleep at night because you, <laughs> right. I've, I've tried to let some of that stuff roll off. <laughs> well, that's because you care. You care about people. Like you said, you started off in the health, you know, in the, um, you know, the health business, you know, you're going to be um, a physical therapist or whatever. I mean, I have a cousin who's been one for like 30 years. So, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, that's helping people and in the medical, you know, you're helping people. And so then you get into real estate and some people you just can't help, <laughs> but right. most of them you can. Yeah. yeah. No, for the majority, everybody is nice. And a pre, you know, you just get those one-offs. But <laughs> yeah, so. the the ones that you know you just can't make. Some people you just you just can't make happy. And I was going to say, and then eventually, when you've been in business long enough, you know who they are quickly. So a lot of right. times, you end up exiting the situation yourself. You know what? I don't think this is a good fit. I think it, you know, and I think that feels better than actually going through and having them waste your time and. Some people, you just can't help. I don't understand it. I don't know why. They're just, they say they want to do things, but it doesn't end up working that way. And I think eventually you start getting, you can have a filter and you can sense who they are. Right. Yes. I agree. Absolutely. All right, Holly. Well, this has been awesome. I'm sure people got a lot out of this today. I just want to say thank you very much for taking your time out today. We really appreciate it. Even though it is an hour later thank in you. Phoenix, only for a couple more weeks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then we have the time change. Well, we don't, but you guys. We, well, we have, the, we have the time change, so it changes yours back to your normal. That You know, this this will now be, um, what, it's, it's now 8.28 here. It's 9.28 there, and we'll be on the same time again, Pacific Standard. So keep it rocking. You're the best. I really appreciate you taking your time out today. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye.